Thank you for reaching out on behalf of Marty Griffin. This is Larry Richard, and a lot of people have. He is home. If you just joined us after being in the hospital over the weekend dealing with pneumonia and other issues with his throat, and we'll keep you posted. Marty will be back as soon as you can follow him or message him the Get Marty Facebook page or on X. And we'll be talking to Lynn Hayes-Freeland coming up in just a few moments, as we do every Tuesday in the 9 o'clock hour. Back to the Monroeville Convention Center. There may be a solution. Had a conversation with Kelsey McCurry, who represents what used to be the Monroeville Racquet Club and what an option might be. Good morning, Larry. How are you today? Good. So you heard everybody talking about solutions. We actually talked to a number of people whose events were canceled and then scrambling to find a place. Now, how far are you located from the Monroeville Convention Center? We are less than a half mile away from the Monroeville Convention Center. So very close in proximity. And if I have this right, you have 100,000 square feet of rental floor space. That is correct. Under roof, we have about 170,000 square foot, but for rentable space, we are right at 100,000 square foot. Was this the old Monroeville Racquet Club years ago? Is that that same location? You are correct, yes. So a lot of people, you know, it's funny, Kelsey, a lot of people know that because we, oh yeah, we give directions in Pittsburgh by telling people to go where things used to be. We absolutely get that every single day. Was this the old Racquet Club? And then, wow, I cannot believe what it looks like inside. It is definitely a new, improved, improving model and uh, a unique space for sure. But this has been years in the making to expand and uh, reimagine that space. That is correct. Yes, Craig Kaza has been involved in removal for many years, and this is one of his uh, projects for sure. Now you're saying, look, we're half mile down the road. We can accommodate your whatever events are going on. Is it big enough? I, I forget what the convention center's square footage is, but I don't know. 100,000 square foot sounds like a lot of space. It is, and I think it's unique in its offering. So we are a sports complex by design, but we recognize that we could really provide that continuity for show promoters and event organizers too. We're scrambling, to your point, uh, last minute. Hey, everybody, we're right up the hill, and we'd love to uh, have you over to see if we might be able to host you in our event space. And what has the response been since you put the word out? You know, very positive. We work very closely with the Visit Monroeville team as a member of the Monroeville Area Chamber of Commerce. And we've been in close contact with the Monroeville Convention Center team as well, meeting with them already. And we've been in touch with 30 plus organizations in the last, I would say now week only, who have looked to maybe come over to see us. Uh, emails, phone calls, tours this week, um, definitely in the works. This is really smart on your your team's part because if you're that close, it can provide a solution. A lot of people were having great anxiety about having to scramble to find a place. Yes, I think, you know, it is an urgent thing. I mean, for those events that have been on the books for many months, the venue is one of the most important things, right? Date, time, location. And so we recognize that we could provide a seamless transition for those event organizers. And more importantly, I think, Larry, keep the dollars and the economic resources in the Monroeville area. Those hotels and restaurants and facilities that are dependent on the economic dollars coming through the Monroeville area, we wanted to be uh, a part of that as well. So you're getting cooperation from the people that are currently running the convention center. Correct. And I, I would imagine there's no reason why someone can't at least call you and see if they can make a connection. 
Absolutely. And I think, you know, one thing I, I would love to say, too, is, you know, we're not just for the displaced customer. Of course, we would love to be part of the solution, but we're for everybody. The All-American Fieldhouse is really for everyone. So we are not novice at, at throwing athletic events. We've done corporate gatherings with team building exercises. We do we can do friend, uh, vendor trade shows. We can host community banquets. Uh, we offer a lot of partnership opportunities for local businesses, for sure. Well, that sounds like a real positive solution. I know they're talking about other things they can do, this whole thing about eminent domain and all this stuff, but that sounds like it's it's a sticky, long process that, you know, might not be the preferred solution. This sounds like you got it going, so. I think so, too. And, you know, that's an important topic to discuss, but in my role, I'm not able to focus on that. I can I can only do my part. And, you know, as a, as a mom, I'm raising my kids to use who they are and what they have in their hands to help someone else. So when this all unfolded, we started thinking, well, this is who we are and this is what we have, our, our space to help someone else. And we, we'd love to help. You know, neighbors helping neighbors is a great way to build a strong community. We want to be part of that. Really smart. I think you guys are going to do really well, Kelsey. Thank you. Uh, well, thank you so much for having us on, Larry. And uh, anything we can do, we, we would love to be in touch with anyone who wants to use All American for any purpose. They can definitely check us out on our website or, you know, give me an email, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and We'd be glad to be in touch. Kelsey McCurry, Customer Experience Manager with All-American Plus Fieldhouse in Pro Sports. Monroeville. Thanks, Kelsey. Good luck. Thank you, Larry. Have a great day. We appreciate your time. I have a feeling you're going to be very busy. <laughs> Game on. <laughs> Every Thursday, we check in with Lynn Hayes Freeland. On the Big K Morning Show, Tuesday, Lynn. Every Tuesday. Larry. What did I say? It's a Thursday. Oh, God. It's Thursday, okay. Thursday, you're pushing it. Yeah. I wish. It's a Thursday, yeah. I'm, we're not that far yet. It's been a challenging couple of days for our colleague, Marty Griffin, as you know, Lynn. Well, it really has been. You know, Larry, I got a phone call over the weekend, and someone who had seen uh, his Facebook post I was literally driving at the time, so I knew nothing about what they were saying. And uh, it did throw me for a loop, and, you know, as I'm sure you did, and, you know, I immediately started texting with Marty. I'm glad that he's at home. I always think that, uh, no offense to any of our hospital or medical facilities, but I always feel like the best place to be sick is at home. Um, so I just hope that he will stop talking and rest his, his throat. Yeah, and, and the last thing he said... Uh, was in a video it posted late in the day, and it was encouraging. Uh, so I thought, uh, in Marty's words, he can share that part of the story. Hey, it's Marty. I'm heading home with my beautiful wife. I'd be dead without her. Seriously. Briefly, I was at UPMC since Saturday. Pneumonia, insane infection in my uh, throat, like crazy, like 12 on a scale of 1 to 10 pain. Couldn't move, couldn't talk, couldn't swallow. Concerns of possible cancer back in my throat because it's kind of my history. Unbelievable doctors, unbelievable nurses, unbelievable staff, crazy drugs. If my pain was at a 12 on whenever, Saturday, I'm kind of still out of it. It's at a um, five right now. Gonna home, gonna go home, fight pneumonia, fight this infection. I shouldn't be talking. I've been told to do the Adele treatment. Adele's the singer who blew out her voice and couldn't speak for months. My wife would love that, wouldn't you, if I would shut up for months? <laughs> see, see. But it's going to take a few days anyway. When all the swelling in my throat goes down, we will reevaluate what they describe as a very, very low risk 
of cancer. All right? Thank you, folks. We love you all. Um, I actually get choked up by all the kindness and greatness out there. I'll be back. I promise. So we got a lot of response and a lot of inquiries, so I'm glad Marty put it out there because it's really on him. You know, anytime you talk about someone's medical issues, uh, you want it to come from them. And as you know, Marty's pretty upfront, right, Lynn? Well, he is. And I mean, even if you look back at the first uh, post that he made from the hospital, he talked about, you know, how many people were impact impacted by uh, his revelation, his first go round with uh, with cancer. And I know that um, the Burnett family, John Burnett's family, they recently came out with uh, some of John's health challenges and they credited Marty and Christine for their openness and and the ability to impact other people so it does make a difference when when you share i mean obviously that's a decision that everyone has to make for themselves but when you have that platform and you have the ability to make someone decide to get a test or reach out to their doctor then it's all worth it well i've always said you know we're very fortunate it's a privilege to have the platform and you should use it to the good whenever you can and while it's not incumbent upon someone to share their medical issues the fact that marty's so out there has helped a lot of people so i always thought if during one show you can help one person then what you're doing is worth it and he's helped a hell of a lot more than that Oh, absolutely. I mean, I recall, I remember when I first uh, was diagnosed with breast cancer, I didn't talk about it publicly initially, but I did eventually. And I remember the first time someone reached out to me and said, hey, I just want to thank you because of your conversation on the radio. I decided to get my mammogram. You may have saved my, saved my life. So yeah, if you can just help one person, then it's all worth it. So that said, we'll hope Marty can get back as soon as, and I know he's probably already chomping at the bit a little bit. In the in the meantime, you mentioned John Burnett, and that story really touched a nerve because the cognitive issues that John Burnett, for those that don't know, a colleague of Lynn and mine, for many years, he spent, I believe, 36 years at KDK TV back in the evening magazine days uh, through, you know, also – being uh, side-by-side with Christine Sorensen, Marty's wife, for many years on Pittsburgh Today Live. Uh, but he, in the last five years, started noticing some changes, and they believe, based on some new testing, as I understand, that it may be the result of CTE, potentially from him playing football at a high level in the SEC at Tennessee. Uh, tough to watch, Lynn, especially when you know somebody that well. Wow, it was tough to watch. But again, you know, Larry, the one thing that I was taken by, and I I pretty much knew John's story before it actually aired. So I had already been through the shock of of what was going on with Burnett. But uh, I didn't know anything about this brain bank. and, And to hear how many people had signed up to be involved because of John's story, again, it just speaks to how we have been blessed with these platforms. And when we can use them to help the good of society, it makes all the difference in the world. And I believe Christine told us that there were about 100 people that had signed up before the story aired mm-hmm. and that way more people, they doubled, at least double and maybe more, 
than what they had based on that story alone. So John's wish to help really resonated. And actually, she asked John, and here's just a 10-second clip of John, and you kind of get an idea that he's still wanting to help, even though he's had this great challenge. I miss being able to to start a conversation like ours and see it through to the end and feel like I've accomplished something. And above and beyond that, his wife Debbie and their kids and grandkids are all in to try to help other people. So we salute uh, John Burnett. And we're hoping he's going to come in with Debbie, uh, with Christine at some point in the future. Maybe as early as tomorrow, but we'll confirm that. And as soon as uh, it'll be great to see John. Uh, oh, absolutely. That would be awesome. All right. Coming up, the vice president's coming to town. Why and what does that mean more with Lynn Hayes Freeland on the Big K Morning Show? This is the Big K Morning Show Tuesdays in our nine o'clock hour. Marty and I, or is it Marty and me, get a visit from Lynn Hayes Freeland. Marty's at home. No doubt listening to every word you say, Lynn. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, but as, he can listen. Just don't speak. He can listen. That's fine. He can well, text. You heard yes, in, in the little speak. clip that I played from his post yesterday, he kind of joked uh, his wife liked that. She was kind of giggling in the background, driving the car. So, uh, Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, you spend a couple hours with him every day. I mean, I only spend a little bit of time with him every week, once a week. But can you imagine, bless his heart, living with that constantly, 24-7? No. Just ask him. Okay. You know, and it, okay. it, it has been, you know, a real challenge for him prior to this. Uh, but he's oh, yeah. powered through it, doesn't really complain about it, just deals with it. And uh, I, I do appreciate that effort big time. Well, you know, the other thing, and I, I said this in a text to him the other day, that um, he's got a strong will and he stays on top of his health. And sometimes that makes all the difference. You know, a lot of times we have a little pain. We have this, we have that. We ignore it until it gets too late. And Marty is really good about doing his follow-ups, keeping his appointments. And I do believe that that makes a big difference. Well, he's the one that really guilted me into getting an annual checkup, which I had forgone for a while, like 10 years. I wasn't going to mention that. (laughs) He made you get blood work live on air. Yeah, I actually, yeah. they, they yeah. drew blood from me uh, live on, on the air, thanks to Marty. So uh, hopefully he'll be back as soon as, and I know he will, as soon as he is able. Uh, meantime, Absolutely. big day today, uh, and not just, this is just politics to me, but the vice president, Kamala Harris, is leaving D.C., what, about 1130? She should arrive at the airport at noon. By the way, heads up, that messes up traffic from the airport in, just if you're in that vicinity around noon and then she's going to speak in Larimer at one o'clock and then be out by 4 30 but the main purpose as I understand it Lynn is to talk about they have an announcement on the clean drinking water infrastructure in our region and as you well know we have a lot of old pipes around here we do Larry and I'll tell you the first time I uh, had my pipes tested at my house in Pittsburgh, I was a nervous wreck because I didn't know. In fact, it was uh, it was for a story that Andy Sheehan was doing for television. And he just randomly asked 
some of us at the station, you know, hey, can we test your water? We're trying to see about your pipes. And it turns out my pipes were okay, but once you start to realize or fully understand the ramifications of lead in your pipes, it's a scary thing. Yeah, and, and as I understand it, we're about halfway through that process. They've been doing this for a while now uh, of changing out those lead pipes. Right. In fact, uh, as I understand it, and this was, I guess, a big thing with the uh, Water and Sewer Authority, they had made a commitment. I want to say it's um, 2025 or 2026 to get most of those pipes replaced. And that's that's a lofty goal, but that's also an expensive goal, which I guess is partly why the vice president is coming to town. Yeah. And I, I yeah, there's some there's always politics anytime politicians do anything right even if it's not oh. really, you, you know, you, you can't win in that regard. But I am interested in the people of this region getting something so significant. And if what she's going to announce helps that process speed up, then I'm all for it. Yeah, and you know what? It is unfortunate, Larry, that everything has become so political. At the end of the day, um, we have to be able to weed out the things that are beneficial to us as a society and separate those from whatever deep-rooted feelings we may have about a candidate, an individual, or a party. Because, as a, you know, if you don't, then we don't move ahead as a country. We don't move forward. You know, Lynn, I saw on CBS Sunday Morning a story about, and we were talking about John Burnett and the issues he's dealing with, cognitive issues mm-hmm. and memory, uh, because they, they were relating that to the conversations about the president and the former president and their ages, 81 and 77. So Biden, Trump. So they were talking about when mandatory retirement ages, like the FBI as the youngest I I know of 57 and like state police, Hmm. I believe state police is, if I'm not mistaken, it's like 60 or maybe younger than that. Mandatory retirements you know, with pilots, and but there aren't any for a lot of professions. And the question is, when do you know when a person has reached a point where that can adversely affect something that they're doing professionally as a job? Wow, that's a tough one, Larry. Let me just, and, and I did not know about these uh, mandatory ages that you mentioned. Uh, what I will say, however, in both of those areas that you mentioned, the FBI and, and law enforcement officers, um, those are jobs that also come along with a pension, which makes a mandatory retirement a little easier. Now, when we start talking about our elected officials, we know that they're already taken care of in terms of uh, their retirement packages. But I don't know. I mean, I think that deep down inside, we all kind of become aware of or or are cognizant of the fact that we are slipping. Um, Whether or not we all have the guts to say, I'm slipping to the point that I need to let this go, is tough. And I think that's where family, friends, and coworkers come in because sometimes you need someone else to say, hey, Lynn, you know, you missed that turn or whatever. Well, one of those conversations for a lot of people, and we have, as you know, per capita, one of the oldest populations in the nation, I think next to, and I've heard Dade County, Florida, a lot of conversations about what I call people who are 
you know, in between. They got kids and they still have aging parents to deal with, mm -hmm. right? And they have to have oh, yeah. that conversation with mom or dad, like, it's time to give up the license. Yeah, you know, and I went round and round with my dad about that. Um, I mean, I thought he was okay to drive, but he drove slower than the speed limit. And I used to say to him, that's as much of a problem as driving past the speed limit. And we went back and forth. I tried to get the keys from him. And then one day he came home, handed me the keys and said, I'm done. To this day, I don't know what happened when he was out there that day, <laughs> but I believe something happened that made him give up those keys. Amen. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk to you next Tuesday. And I just got word, Christine, Marty's wife is going to come in tomorrow and she'll be able to provide us with some updates on on Marty, and we'll get some other Marty, content. So thanks, Lynn. Have a great day. All right. You too. Lynn Hayes-Friedland on the Big K Morning Show. Next, Colin Dunlap is on 10 to 2. We'll talk to him and get a preview of what's on KDKA next. 10 to 2, Colin Dunlap is here with a little preview. So while you're on the air, the vice president will be rolling by the studios here. Good. Then I won't be stuck in the traffic. Yeah, when they do that rolling oh, closure. Did you ever catch that? Oh, yeah. One time, Barack Obama came to town, and I got stuck on the rolling closures because I was in a ramp to yep. get on, yep. and then there was no escape, so you had to wait. And But I did see the limo. It's cool to see those, you know. Right. That That's a pretty cool. That is something. Yeah, you, can, you know whenever there are state troopers that are on the overpasses. Like, uh, I saw it one time. It was about to be set up. I was... I made it through the tunnel, and then they had the exit ramp to the boulevard closed, like blocked off. They had like a, right. a horse, not like a live horse, like a right. traffic the, the horse. Wooden horse. Yes, and two state troopers parked across that. And I, luckily, I was going towards the stadiums anyway, but you couldn't. They had that blocked off. I think there was something going on at the the hotel by the point that changes names every three weeks. You know which one I'm talking about, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it used to be the Hilton when we were little. Just a quick update. We were talking to Lynn Hayes Freeland about mandatory retirement ages. Sure. It's 57 for an FBI agent, which uh, in order to achieve the required 20 years of service, special agents must be on duty no later than their 37th birthday. Yeah, 57 mandatory retirement. Not a not bad work if you can get it. Yeah. If, I mean, it's dangerous. Every time I hear that, I think of Silence of the Lambs when – Anthony Hopkins goes, FBI. Meanwhile, uh, we were talking about that because of cognitive issues. Right. Conversation about John Burnett, formerly at KDK TV, and the things he's dealing with. But then a bigger picture, they did this story on CBS Sunday Morning about when is there the line that you cross where you shouldn't be doing this or that, like working or running a country. Well, tomorrow would be good for me. Um, I'd be all right by that if I could retire tomorrow. Uh, this is the main gripe I have with the current system is like, I don't really care about Democrats or Republicans. Both parties have pushed forward people who are just too damn old to run the country. I wouldn't trust either guy to get my mail if I went out of town for a weekend. That's just where if I went on vacation for a week, I wouldn't say to them, hey, can you get my mail? Can you watch the house? 
and are in charge of the country. Both candidates that are going to be pushed forward, more than likely. So if Biden wins re-election, he's 81. That would mean at the end of another four-year term, he would be obviously 85. Correct. And then Donald Trump is 77. Right. So do the math on that. And these would be, I, I believe Ronald Reagan was the oldest president at that point, reached 77 in office. So, but Clinton was young. Barack Obama was young. Relatively young, yes. We don't have enough young people, younger people, and it's not ageist, it's just fact to me, who want to get involved in the highest office in this country. They should also get rid of the the age requirement. For what? To be president. Oh, you mean the one on the other end, too young? Yes. Yeah, if you're 18, you should be, if you can, you can do it, man. Knock yourself out. Wholly agree with that. I'm, I'll be honest. I'm not looking forward to the rest of that part of this year. Is just the divisiveness and ugliness that goes with this presidential campaign. Well, there's so much gray area. Well, there's they're not allowed to have gray area in a two party system. It's exhausting. If you like one thing, you've got to hate the other. If you hate one thing, you've got to love the other. It's it, it's whatever ridiculous. happened to the old days, like. Ronald Reagan and Tip O'Neill would go and have a beer and kind of work things out. You know, that doesn't happen anymore. No, no. But it is. It's both both part both parties are going to push forward to us candidates who are just too darn old to hold, to hold any office, let alone the highest one. All right, what do you got coming up? Ten to two. A lot of griping. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> I do want to talk about this Monroeville Convention Center thing a little bit. I want to get into there. You know, there's something really interesting. I just read this maybe 20 minutes ago. In Indiana Township, little bitty, it's not little actually, Indiana Township, tucked in there between, you know, Fox Chapel and Harmerville, about their public meetings that they they just voted down. They're not letting happen. Wait till you hear it, Larry. All right. That's a tease. That's a good one. Yes. And then, by the way, Marty's wife, Christine, will be in our 9 o'clock hour tomorrow, and we'll have an update on Marty. Reach out to him. Get Marty on Facebook or on X or KDKRadio.com. Colin Dunlap coming up.